You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, March the 16th of 2021, and it's Another day, and it's another Cardinal podcast. So thanks for tuning in. My name is Lucas Smith, the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan. Once again, thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. Always, always, always much appreciated. So yesterday, the Cardinals won despite Mad Max. That was the title of yesterday's show. If you haven't listened to that, hear my uh, my take on the pitching staff. If you haven't heard that yet, then you're probably a first-time listener because <laughs> I talk about the pitching as often as I can, but... Yeah, so Cardinals get a win yesterday. That was huge. And today I'm giving my, my breakout stars. I mean, because if you look at the the schedule, that the, the remaining schedule for St. Louis, they're off today. They don't play on Tuesday. But then, you know, opening day is April the 1st. So they play four of the next four days, and then a four-day series, and then three-day series. So if you do the math there, that's four both floors. Eight plus three is 11. Man, I'm really good at math. I should have been a math major. And then it's opening day on April 1st at Cincinnati, 3-10, the first pitch that Thursday, um, the weekend before Easter. So we're just about maybe a little short of the halfway point. But regardless, we're getting close enough that I want to kind of take today to, to share my breakout candidates. I think that it um, it, it is going to be fun to look at who's played well. And I think that you guys all know who, who has played exceptionally well. Um, and I'm, I'll share your responses in the final part of the show. Um, or the first part of the show, rather, excuse me, and then I'll, and then I'll give mine just to kind of give a feel for, for who you guys have said and who you guys think um, deserves to, to be mentioned in the um, uh, breakout stars, I suppose, if, if you want to go that way or the top performers. So we'll start with the Twitter. Um, LO underscore Cardinals is the Twitter um, f- for those of you who want to follow that. And then we'll we'll go to the Instagram, and then I will give my thoughts on the offensive and then the uh, pitching side of things. So I think it'll be super fun. So the one response we got on Twitter, and by the way, we got to 200 followers on Twitter yesterday, or day, day before that, or a couple in the last couple of days, up to 201 now. You guys rock. Thank you so much for following along. And the, again, the listenership remains high. So super excited for the regular season to start. So Tommy Boy at TommyBoy003 says, O'Neal, because of his hitting. That's pretty blunt, straightforward. I like it. I mean, that is 100% accurate. Um, again, I'll get into the the numbers, but you know, he's got the highest OPS on the on the team uh, in, in spring training in the nine games that he's played. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think that it's any secret that <laughs> O'Neill has definitely been one of the top performers, and that's a name that we're going to hear a lot in in today's show. And um, and, and that's that's a good thing when we think of Tyler O'Neill. We usually think of some negatives of oh, we can hit, but that's about it. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, he can field, but that's about it. But today we're getting we're going to get into some hitting as well because he's looked really well. So so that was one response we got on Twitter, so thank you for that. So let's move on over to the Instagram now. The Instagram has done really well, so thank you guys for that. We're, we're at over uh, close to 400 followers there, 383. Uh, we'll get a post out today or tomorrow about the content today. Um, so let's let's get right into it. The first response is from STL Cardinal Center. Great account on Instagram. We'll follow them as well. Um, O'Neill, Wayno, Reyes, Kisner, Parsons. Honorable mention, Liberator. Those are definitely names that you're going to hear today. 100%. Um, all those guys have definitely impressed. I think Wainwright 
has impressed more so just because of we didn't expect him to be this dominant this early, or at least I didn't. Uh, Reyes has really come into his own. O'Neal, again, I talked about and I will continue to talk about. Kisner, I understand that one. Played one with limited playing time. Tommy Parsons, yeah. Matthew Libertori has looked good at times. So totally agree with all those names. And again, I'll get into the stats in just a minute, but I did want to share who you guys had to say. JP Wheel underscore BSBL says O'Neill. I think he finishes the year in the company of Goalie and Nolan as top guys. That is definitely not out of the question. I think that if he's able to, you know, put it all together, and if he, he if he's going to be your your fifth hitter for consist for some consistency, or even your sixth if you want to put Carlson in front of him, that's huge because you got protection for Goldschmidt. Now now they're going to need protection for Paul or excuse me for Nolan Arenado. Because last year, whenever Ozuna left, it was, okay, who's going to hit fourth? And Brad Miller stepped in a little bit, DeYoung for a short time. But we, we, the Cardinals are going to need that protection, and O'Neill can definitely provide that. He's definitely been the MVP of the spring. So uh, STL Sports 63020 says Tyler O'Neill, 100%. The Redbird Talk says uh, Tyler O'Neill. he is flat-out hitting and proving he is a starting left fielder. 100%. He is definitely, um, if he if he's not starting in, in two and a half, three weeks, then that, that would be a shock to me. <laughs> um, that means something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. But absolutely, he, he is just flat out hitting. There's no other way to put it. And it's like I said yesterday, it's it's not just the, the power that we've seen in the past. It's the ability to lay off some tough pitches. Um, you know, some sliders and curveballs. Took a little slider down the right field line for a little bloop base hit yesterday against Scherzer. So absolutely. And the one name that I haven't talked about, or that hasn't been mentioned yet, but from at Mo Saints Fan 2002, says Jose Rondon, uh, dude's a stud. He said doesn't know how to spell it, but he did spell it right. Uh, dude's a stud. Absolutely is 100% a stud. Um, Jose Rondon is a guy that, uh, you know, maybe not a lot of people know about. Um, he's a shortstop, played 11 games this spring, and has the third highest OPS on the squad. So definitely some... Some numbers have been produced by Mr. Rondone. So, absolutely, guys. I mean, you're getting all the names that, that you know, not all the names I'm going to mention because there are some that um, have not been mentioned that I will mention as some of my top performers of the spring so far. But thank you for for sharing. Thank you for interacting. I always appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, so so, so that, that, that goes with, with your section and one, once again before I move on to, to my uh, part of it and giving my, my thoughts uh, once again the locker room app and you guys if you guys have an iOS uh, please download it I'll be going live I announced on Twitter earlier today that I'll be going live uh, earlier Tuesday rather that I'll be going live on locker room app on Thursday following the game should be around 830 so more information to come on that uh, but be sure to join on and it's it's interactive I mean it's it's basically like a live show through that app and I'll be looking to do just general live shows as well through um, through restream and things like that but the locker room app is a neat way if you just want to you know do that it's a little bit more personal touch that way so Head over to the locker room app. Follow me at LJ Fastball. So, um, should be some exciting stuff coming your way. But, but yeah. So, so that'll do it for for segment number one. We'll move on to segment number two, where, where I give my, um, where I give my thoughts on who is the who are the breakout performers on the offensive side. So that's coming up here in just a moment. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Hundreds. And the hundreds of manufacturers have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, which I am looking to buy pretty soon, to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice or three times as much for the same parts? Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Top performers. Let's let, let's get into it after this one one quick thing. March Madness again. Um, if you guys want to to join the bracket challenge, the link is in the show notes today. So be sure to head over there. Chance to, to beat me. Um, so, so that, that that could be fun and have an appearance unlocked on today. And if you want to learn how to win some money by doing some some betting on college basketball, you can head over to our podcast Locked on Bets because uh, betting doesn't have to be a guessing game anymore. Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Offensive performers, I'm going to end with O'Neal because Tyler O'Neal is, is obvious. I mean, there's no <laughs> disputing that, that he's he's played well. Um, but let, let's go with, with a name that, that not a lot of people might have mentioned, but that was mentioned in the fan section of the show, Jose Rondon. He's a shortstop. He's played in 11 games this year. That's good for um, second most on the team, you know, tied for second with Justin Williams. But he's impressed. His, his OPS is above 1,000 at 1,139, average 286, on base 353, slugging 786. So just straight up impressive for Jose Rondon. He's a 27-year-old, so a bit on the, the older side. Um, he, he did see a, a debut back in 2016, second base shortstop. Um, but he started with with San Diego, spent a year with, with Chicago, and last year um, with the White Sox, spent uh, part with Chicago, part with Baltimore. Major league numbers are not great, absolutely. I mean, career average 201, on base percentage of 260, slugging of 336. But this spring, like I mentioned, he's hit the ball hard, and he's done a really good job at shortstop. And, you know, you can never have too much depth anywhere, especially on the pitching side, but you can never have too much depth on the offensive side as well. Clearly, duh. <laughs> but that I mean that that's an obvious statement. So definitely Rondon has made his case to, to be at least on a triple A and the alternate site and go from there. So I definitely think that uh, Rondon has played well. So another name that you guys didn't mention or no, I'm sorry, you guys didn't mention Rondon, a name that you didn't mention, John Nagowski. Kind of a forgotten guy because you know the Cardinals obviously have Paul Goldschmidt um at first base and John Nagowski is not vying for a starting starting spot. But that said, he can definitely vie for at least a backup role because this spring he has done nothing but hit in 12 games, tied for the most on the team, 333 average, on base of 478, 500 slugging, which you'd love to see, 978 OPS. And again, stats are stats and everything, but he's, he's looked really good this spring. He hit the first Cardinal home run of the spring, which I don't think anybody would have expected. Uh, this is his third spring training with St. Louis. Um fourth overall he spent one with Oakland back in 2015 because uh, Nagowski is 28 from Florida and I made his debut in uh, 2020 uh, and in the, the weird year that was so definitely a, a top performer there in, in John Nagowski offensively um, another guy that you know we don't know what we're going to get out of in terms of offensive production and that's Yadier Molina 19 at bats 
all averages, uh, all numbers are high. OPS above 900, slugging above five, on base above four, and average above three. Uh, you know, 300, 400, 500, obviously. But home run, couple ribbies, three walks, only three punch outs. That's good to see. Um, and he, he's already caught a complete game. I mean, how many guys can, can, can you say that of? Um, so just really impressive stuff from from Yachty. I mean, it, it doesn't get much more impressive than Yachty just because of who Yadier Molina is. Um, and, and it, it's interesting, too, just to see who, who of these guys are, are starting that are impressing and who aren't because every spring we, we see guys that nobody expected to perform this well and then they're performing from the minor league side a la Jose Rondon and John Nagowski. And then you go to the major league side as who's performing that we didn't expect to, and you get Yadier Molina. I don't think anybody expected Yadi to perform this well. Um, another guy that, that I talk about a lot that's super exciting, Tommy Edmond. I think Tommy Edmond can be legit. I think that he's a, just a pure line drive hitter. And I really do think that Edmond can solidify himself as, you know, maybe not a top five second baseman in the league, but I do think that Edmond has the capability to be a really good second baseman and a good leadoff hitter, and that's something the Cardinals haven't had in a while. Uh, last year, it floated around Wong a little bit, uh, Edmund a little bit. Yes, I understand that. Um, but, you know, something the Cardinals haven't had a solidified leadoff hitter in a really long time. Um, really, since since Matt Carpenter did his thing from uh, 13 to 17. So 18 a little bit as well. But um, like, So, really long time is a bit of a stretch. But in a, in a while, because I don't think Carpenter's seeing, is going to see much of the leadoff position um once opening day comes around. So I'm really excited for what I'm seeing from, from Tommy Edmond. Uh, two other guys that I'm excited about before I get to the obvious one, Tyler O'Neill. Um, not going to spend a whole lot of time on Tyler because I have talked about him in other episodes, um, but I will uh, g- give my summary as well. Um, Kis- Kisner, yes, but I'm going to keep going down the list. And you get to Lane Thomas. Lane Thomas has done really well this spring. I mean, there could be an argument made. There could be that Lane Thomas should be starting in center field over Harrison Bader. I know that might ruffle some ruffle some feathers, but Lane Thomas has looked a lot better this spring in, in the 10 games that he's played, and you got the possible injury that, that Harrison Bader still might be working through. He did have a hit yesterday, which was good to see. But Lane Thomas, OPS 764, that's respectable. 300 average uh, in, in the 20 at-bats, so, so 6 for 20 on base of 364 and a slugging of 400. Lane Thomas wants to play. Lane Thomas... Um, you know, I've been kind of neglectful of Lane Thomas, but I've really liked what I've seen from Lane Thomas. I think that he could be, um, he, he, he's going to be a nice backup right now because right now Harrison Bader has the center field position for the most part on lockdown, right? So I think that Lane Thomas, he, he, he's going for that backup spot, all, all respect to, um, to him, but I think that he's definitely going for that for that backup spot. And another outfielder that's looking for playing time that's impressed, Austin Dean in 10 games. Also hitting 300, on base 333, um, 3 RBI, a couple doubles mixed in there. So, you know, he's also taking time at first base. So maybe if you don't want to go Nagowski because he's limited to, to one position and you want to bring Austin Dean up there because he can play outfield and be comparable at first base, considering he made a pretty bad error in the outfield earlier this spring. You can do that. That 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 would I would not be surprised if you see Austin Dean on the opening day roster, but you don't see John Nagowski. And I and that that's okay because Austin Dean is definitely impressed. He's a guy that that has had 
He has shown potential in the past to be really good, uh, but just hasn't really been given that opportunity. Am I saying he should start? No, I'm not saying he should start, but um, you know, he always seems to hit pretty well for the most part in spring training um, and the number of years he did it in Miami. Uh, last year with St. Louis, it was okay, but you know his regular season numbers aren't quite what you'd like them to be. Um, he does have a decent slugging percentage for what his average is, or has been rather. So, But Austin Dean could be some, a nice depth piece. But but let, let's not delay the inevitable anymore. Let's talk about the numbers, and I'm sure you've all seen, and why I'm excited for Tyler O'Neill. Nine games, 24 at-bats, and he is um, the tied for the league lead in at-bats with Dylan Carlson. Dylan Carlson is not impressed as much, although he did have a nice triple yesterday. But O'Neill is 12 for 24, and for you math wizards out there, that's a 500 batting average. But what impresses me, he's got three doubles and two homers within those 12 hits, driven in eight runs. And only six strikeouts. Only six strikeouts in nine games. For Tyler O'Neill, I don't think that's a lot at all. OPS, highest on the club, 1395. Slugging, 875. On base of above 500. Obviously, these numbers are not going to stay consistent for 160-some-odd games. Duh. I know that. I'm not trying to get too overhyped. But O'Neill is on a streak right now, just absolutely mashing the baseball. And if he can keep this up consistently and just put the ball in play, and it's not just mashing, like I mentioned. He was able to take a two-strike curveball from Max Scherzer and just dunk it over the first baseman's head for a double because of his speed. He doesn't need to hit 450-foot mammoth home runs every time he steps to the plate. He's got great opposite field power, and we've seen it come together this spring. And the cut down on strikeouts is huge to me, just huge. Because you look at a guy like Paul DeYoung, who also needs to get it going. He's got 10 strikeouts in nine games. And his numbers are not good. And Tyler O'Neill has pretty much taken the opportunity and absolutely ran with it. Because last year, he had the starting job as well but before before COVID. Or he was going to give him that opportunity and didn't really run with it. He struggled and ended up getting, getting benched for the most part. and didn't, didn't start every day near the end of the year. Especially whenever Carlson got brought up and you had Fowler on the team. But with the Tyler trade, the Cardinals have said, all right, young outfield, go get it. And for the most part, they've gotten it. Yes, you can argue that Bader and Carlson are, are struggling a bit, but can't say that about O'Neill. Can't say that about Lane Thomas. Can't say that about Austin Dean. Even Justin Williams has shown sh- signs of, impress- of impressing. This young outfield has the capability of being really good after a year in which they were n- not good. And... Tyler O'Neill has the capability to, to to solidify himself as that, that fifth-place hitter to be protection for Pauly and Nolan as well. I'm telling you, if, if things can go right for this outfield, that, that's a dangerous outfield because of the tools that they all possess. I'm not trying to get too excited, but I'm getting a little excited. <laughs> this outfield could be really good. And that, that's what I'll say on that. I know that, you know, I don't want to get too overhyped, and I know that you guys are probably tired of hearing me say that, and you you guys don't want to get too overhyped as well, but that's all I'm saying. I think that this, this could be an exciting outfield. So that'll do it for the offensive side of the baseball. Um, so after this, I'll be moving over to the defensive side of baseball after this quick break. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports. Action football is over, but the NBA, college basketball, March Madness, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. And also, the sport that you're listening about, baseball, has futures ready to bet on, and they will be ready to go once the season starts as well. 
They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up, and you can even get a little free money with the promo code Locked On to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the business for a while now. Built Bar is the low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of its bars. That's right, 100%. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is best. It is time for Built Bar Madness. We've got two bars already into the enticing eight of cookies and cream and mint brownie. And today it's a battle of the giants. We've got coconut almond versus peanut butter brownie. Maybe not two of the highest, but they could definitely pull off an upset once they get into the enticing eight. My vote is going towards coconut almond. Go to builtbar.com or at built underscore, excuse me, at bar underscore built on Twitter to vote. You can also use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15, LOCKED15, to get your 15% off on your next order at BuiltBar.com. And be sure to check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. You all know I love Cardinal pitching, so let's let's get into it. Um, tomorrow, we'll have uh, Division Day. Uh, crossover division day in the Locked On MLB Network. Uh, we've got uh, Jake Mastriani of Locked On Brewers. Super excited for you guys to hear that, so be sure to tune back in um, tomorrow uh, for my interview with Jake. But let, let's get into the pitching because this is super fun. This is super um, fun because I, I love the, the pitching. You all know this. Absolutely love the pitching. So let's get into who has performed well um, at the on the bump this spring for St. Louis. You guys talked about Wayno, you talked about um, Libertor, Parsons, and I'm, let, let's start with, with Parsons, because Tommy Parsons has definitely impressed, considering he's gone eight and a third innings and not given up a hit. He's given up, or I'm sorry, not given up a run, an earned run. He's given up an unearned run, but not an earned run. Just the four hits, um, hit one guy, walked one, struck out seven, so not lighting it up with a strikeout by any sort of the any stretch of the imagination. Whip under one, opponents just hitting a buck thirty-eight off of Thomas Parsons. It, it, his name is Thomas Parsons, but I've heard him being called Tommy um, on different broadcasts and things. So this is a guy that is really impressed. Last year he did not; he gave up a run. Um, and, and one-third of innings pitched, so didn't really get an opportunity. But now as as you look at, you know, who's going to get this opportunity to pitch at the major league level, you can't go too far without talking about Thomas Parsons. I mean, across four teams at the minor league level last year, he had an ERA 3.53. He pitched at A, high A, double A, and triple A. Yes, his numbers did get worse as he went along in 2019, um, but you can definitely see why he progressed so quickly. 
Um, he'll probably start the year at AAA because, I mean, in 14 games at AA last year, he had an ERA north of five in 83 innings. Um, opponents hitting 276 off him. And then in one start last year at AAA, or two years ago, I'm sorry, uh, 2019, went five innings, gave up five earned runs. So, you know, obviously the results long withstanding are not there, but the results at the spring training level are definitely there. So Thomas Parsons has definitely deserved the right to at least be looked at and considered for pitching depth at the major league level. Bare minimum. Absolute bare minimum. Another guy that, that I'll talk about that hasn't gotten a lot of love that you guys did not mention, I know you, you guys did mention Thomas Parsons, but that's Cody Whitley. Just four games, three and a third inning, really small sample size. Struck out five, though. Uh, hasn't given up an earned run, and I think that Whitley has the capability to, to be an effective uh, back-end reliever, or at least a middle-end reliever at this point. 26 years old. Um, he did spend a little bit of time um, with the Cardinals squad last year. 1.93 ERA in, in, in four innings, gave up one earned run, four and two-thirds innings. So definitely has the at least a little bit of major league experience. I mean, you can go up and down this line and, and look at guys that have pitched pitched well. Johan Caseda uh, has, has shown the stuff in two innings. Austin Warner hasn't given up a run yet. Jake Woodford hasn't given up a run yet. But, let, let, I mean, you can go up and down the line. You could pick almost any one of these pitchers and describe them as a breakout person. But I want to focus on, on two names, just two names to finish up the show. And two guys that we've talked about already. I'm sorry, three names. I'm going to talk about the honorable mention that was mentioned in the fan section, and that is first and foremost Matthew Lubrator. A little bit shaky in his first outing, but since then he's been really good. Uh, four and a third innings total, one earned run, five walks, which isn't great, two strikeouts, not great as well. But what I love is that this young guy who is probably has a lot of pressure on him, um, being one of the, the top prospects and, and whatnot, has gone out and been and shown the ability to get out of jams, and that's huge to me when young guys are able to work in and out of jams like that. Super, you know, he might not flash everybody right now with the impressiveness of him, but I really think that Libertor has shown promise. I really do. And before we go um, to the young gun of Alex Reyes, talk about Adam Wainwright. Holy cow. Second most innings pitch on the team. He was the first Cardinal starter to get into the second inning without using a rollover. In those nine innings, just the one earned run, nine punch outs, just the one walk, two hits and an earned run. He looks sharp. I'm excited to see how he progresses as we get deeper into spring and closer to opening day when you have more and more regulars. He's, he's scheduled to start tomorrow. Um, against the Houston Astros, so we'll see if the Astros have a little bit more of a regular lineup in there. Um, but, you know, it's not like they had any uh, all, all the scrubs in last time, so I'm looking for Reinhardt to go four, maybe even five innings, because we saw John Gant go fi- almost five innings yesterday. So definitely Adam Wainwright has been just remarkable this spring. And the other guy that has caught a lot of headlines is Alex Reyes, yet to give up and earn a run. Two hits, seven punch-outs in just five innings of work. He does have one save in his one opportunity. Um, I mean, this guy has looked like he, he's he's put it all together. After a number of years of injuries and struggling with staying on the field and consistency and finding his, his, his stuff, he seems to have found it. I mean, I, I, this guy might be a lethal weapon in the bullpen this year. 
but he's got the capability of being a lethal part of the rotation next year. And I don't think that that's too far out of the question, especially if that's what they are gearing him up to be as a starter next year. So I I, I just, I'm, I am overexcited for Alex Reyes, and I have no problem <laughs> admitting that. So those are my top performers. Let, let's give out awards. MVP, Tyler O'Neill. No question about it. Zero hesitation. Even with all the offensive guys that I talked about. No hesitation. Tyler O'Neill, MVP. Cy Young, right now, midseason, obviously, or mid-spring training, gets a little bit tricky. Wainwright or Reyes are probably the two that I'm looking at. And I'm going Adam Wainwright. Just because of, I mean, if you want to get technical, he's got more of a, um, more of a sample size to look at. So I'm going to get real technical there. But those are my two awards. Those are what I'm giving out as the top top performers. And again, there are a lot of guys I didn't talk about pitching wise. I think Carlos Martinez, despite his numbers, has looked good for the most part. Daniel Ponce de Leon has impressed for the most part. Uh, you know, and again, just despite some of these numbers, I, I've liked what I've seen from Cabrera, Zach, or I'm sorry, uh, Ryan Helsley as well. Um, Connor Jones. So again, a lot of names I didn't talk about today. That was that was just that's just due to time constraints. But um, super excited for what this pitching staff can do. Super excited. Couldn't be more excited. <laughs> and uh, and you guys you guys all know that. So so that's gonna do it for today's show. Once again, be sure to tune back in tomorrow for Division Day with Jake Mastriani of Locked On Brewers as we dive deep into why the Brewers could be a threat to St. Louis. And again, the Cardinals do play tomorrow. Adam Wainwright gets the ball against the Houston Astros. Um, and, and first pitch for that is going to be at 5.05. And it's only on the radio tomorrow. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Tomorrow's um, will again be Division Day. And until I talk to you again, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.